My name is Coach Joey Solowitz. I'm a certified health and wellness coach, and this is my unsolicited advice. Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice with Coach Joey. I'm Coach Joey. Past few episodes, I've gone pretty hard on the nuances of what I feel yields success or a lack there of success when one is on a health journey. I talked a little bit about why I think people might fail when they're working with a coach. And then the episode after that, I talked about why, on the contrary, I think folks might succeed if they're working with a coach. And last week, I just gave five practical tips that you could implement today with or without further guidance from a coach to go start working toward getting leaner. My goal right now is to simply give some practical ideas that are going to help you get yourself into a position where you can move forward with your health goals and understand even more so what the pitfalls are for people who start a health journey with or without the guidance from a coach, a trainer, or anybody else for that matter. And this week's episode is going to be no different. I am going to respond to an audience member question, a very direct and simple question. And here it is. Do I need to track calories to lose weight? That's the question. Now, unfortunately, it's a simple question, but the answer is far from easy because there's a lot of nuance to that question. Do I need to track my calories to lose weight? And to start my response, I wanna rewind the clock back to, I think it was give or take 2014 or 2015. And I was a few years into working my cube farm job. First job I'd had where I was very sedentary, working in a cubicle or at a desk all day long, having spent years before that being a restaurant manager where my job was very active, working on my feet 10 hours a day. And in the three or four years of working in a cubicle environment, I gained weight. I was precipitously putting on weight. I gained maybe 30 or 40 pounds at that point. And I heard about this fancy new app called MyFitnessPal. Now, I think at that point, 2014, 2015, MyFitnessPal had probably been on the scene for a couple of years, but it was all the rage. It was the latest, greatest way to lose weight. And it was effectively a cell phone version of what bodybuilders have been doing for decades, tracking macronutrients, tracking calories. And I heard a lot of people tell me that this would work and it was a great way to lose weight. And being somebody at the time who was typically didn't have a hard time getting to the gym, but I was not very well versed in that season of my life in the ways of good quality nutrition, particularly as it applies to weight loss, I decided to give it a go. And what did I do? I started tracking my calories with my fitness pal and sure enough, my fitness pal set me a calorie limit because I just used the automated system within the app. And within a few months I had lost a fair amount of weight. I think I lost like 20, 25 pounds using my fitness pal back then. The problem was is that my fitness pal in that season allowed you to do some very useful things. It allowed you to track your calories. It allowed you to understand what types of foods added more calories to your day than others. It allowed you to understand Uh, maybe without so much putting a vocabulary word to it, but it allowed you to get a feel for what it meant to be in a calorie deficit, to be eating fewer calories than you were burning, which is at the most reductionist level, the only real way that anybody can lose weight ever is to be in a calorie deficit. And most importantly, MyFitnessPal gave you an opportunity to simply build awareness around your nutrition in a very easy, user-friendly format. All you had to do was scan the label or type in the food you were eating, and it would tell you exactly how many calories, protein, carbs, fats were in it. It was great. Now, the problem with MyFitnessPal back then, and I can say this is kind of the season right before 
the coaching business model started to grow precipitously on the scene. So using MyFitnessPal in the absence of a coach for me personally resulted in this. I counted my calories. It put me in a very aggressive calorie deficit, meaning the, the app itself set my calories very low. So of course, I white knuckled through eating far fewer calories than I was used to eating. I lost weight, obviously, as a result of that, but the problem was is I wasn't really establishing good behaviors around food. I wasn't really learning specifically what it meant to structure healthy plates. I wasn't learning what it meant to take priority of my calendar so that I was eating at consistent times every day so that it wasn't really teaching me how much it, I needed in terms of protein, carbs, and fats in order to fuel the types of activities that I like to do. All it was doing was helping me be in an aggressive calorie deficit, and as long as I white knuckled and stick to it, I lost weight. But the moment I stopped using my fitness pal in the absence of having built any solid or quality behaviors around my personal nutrition, I gained all that weight back. 2014, 2015, I used my fitness pal, lose 20 pounds. By 2016, I put the weight back on and then some. So in that sense, it could be argued that calorie counting worked for me until it didn't back then. Now let's fast forward to 2017. I decided to give it another go with good nutrition. I decided to give it another go with losing some weight. And at this point, I've put on a substantial amount of weight. I'm about 70 pounds heavier than I was in college and in my early and mid 20s. I've been sedentary at my job for the better part of five years now. It wasn't good. I was carrying 70 extra pounds of weight, but this time I approached the weight loss process differently. This time I didn't think about it in terms of just counting calories and using something like my fitness pal. This time I went all in on going to a boxing gym I joined and doing cardio boxing classes, running on the treadmill, just a boatload of cardio. I started to learn a little bit more just about what quality nutrition was by virtue of being in this gym environment with a whole bunch of amateur and professional athletes who were eating pretty well and working with nutritionists in their own right. And I just started to make observations. What are these guys doing? Okay, well, they're eating plenty of protein. They're eating high quality food. They're not eating a lot of junk food. They're putting a lot of emphasis on their recovery, on stretching and resting and good quality sleep. They're staying hydrated. They don't drink a lot of alcohol. They, they're just doing these basic behaviors that ultimately, that are lending themselves to these athletes being at the peak of their game. And none of them, to my knowledge, were counting their calories, but they were some of the healthiest and most aggressive athletes I had ever met. So I started emulating their behavior. And guess what? I lost a decent amount of weight. I did, and I would say a large part of that weight loss came from the fact that I just was all in on cardio. I was moving like crazy, which again can be argued that if you're gonna go to the gym and run five miles a day and do an hour cardio boxing class a day and then maybe a personal private lesson for boxing three, four days a week, there's so much metabolic output being put out in that sense that it would be unreasonable not to lose a little bit of weight, provided that at the same time you're cleaning up your nutritional choices to some degree, eating healthier foods, fewer processed foods, less alcohol. So by that argument, it worked. The problem was that over the course of a year or two of executing those behaviors, I wore my system down. I lost weight so precipitously and was so aggressive in the workouts that I was doing, these high intensity, very metabolically driven workouts that I ended up getting injured pretty badly in a jujitsu match. I blew out my C6 and C7 disc. So now here I am again, I've lost the weight. I don't want to gain it back. One time I did it three years earlier with calorie counting. Now this time I did it without calorie counting, but with the addition of a lot of brutal cardio, which frankly isn't all that much more sustainable for a lot of people than long-term calorie counting. And ultimately I was very afraid back then 
that I was going to land right back where I started, gain all the weight back and just have to start all over from scratch. So the dichotomy of this is where I want to go with the rest of this episode, because there's been two instances in my life where I've lost a substantial amount of weight, one with counting calories, one without counting calories. And my opinion now, as somebody who's been coaching for the better part of seven years consistently and has worked with a large number of clients at this point, is that you can lose weight via a number of modalities. Calorie counting is one modality. Habit-based nutrition, meaning trying to eat better food choices and limit your processed foods and limit alcohol, that's another modality. Any of the diets that you might be familiar with out there, keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, carnivore, any of these diets that you've heard about ultimately can be leveraged as a fat loss or weight loss tool. Let me just say one more. Going and just becoming somebody who does cardio every single day can help you acutely lose weight. My argument is, is will any one of these things help you keep it off long term? And that, in my opinion, is where the crux of this whole argument is. Because my goal as a coach is never to teach somebody simply how to lose the weight. My goal as a coach is to help you understand what it's going to take to lose the weight to get to where you want to be. And then beyond that, understand the skills, behaviors, and tools that you're going to need to leverage for, quite frankly, the rest of your life in order to keep the weight off. I only feel that I've been successful at helping you become a healthy person if I help you lose the weight and make sure that when you're done working with me, you understand what needs to happen for you to keep that weight off. So any one of these diets can be used to achieve the first part of that goal, the weight loss goal, because any one of these diets effectively operates by the same modality. They encourage you to restrict your calories in some cases by counting them and in other cases by eliminating entire food groups. Think about keto, eliminate carbs. Think about carnivore, eliminate literally anything that's not an animal product. Think about vegetarian, all you're eating is plants. Think about paleo, you effectively eliminate all processed foods high calorie, low nutrient density foods. Think about calorie counting. It teaches you how to manage your calories in such a way that you push yourself into a calorie deficit. All of these diets work exactly the same way. They push you into a calorie deficit and they help you to lose the weight. But which one of them's actually help you to keep the weight off long-term? And here is where I will circle back and actually answer the question that this episode was meant to be about. Do you have to track calories in order to lose weight? The short answer is no, you do not. The longer answer is my personal opinion, and this has been a shift for me in my years of coaching, is that calorie counting is one of the single most effective modalities to help you build awareness around what your nutritional choices lend themselves to in terms of outcomes. Let me say that again. Tracking your calories and understanding exactly how the foods that you are eating add up, calorically speaking, is one of the single best mechanisms to build awareness that teaches you how your body responds relative to the foods that you're choosing to eat. Furthermore, every other diet that I just listed, paleo, carnivore, keto, vegetarian, the one thing that all of those diets have in common that calorie counting bears differently on is restriction. Every diet that I just listed forces you into a situation where you have to restrict yourself from eating certain types of foods. In some cases, entire food groups like carbs. Calorie counting doesn't take that approach. What calorie counting teaches you how to do is eat at a certain caloric limit 
so that physiologically you can manipulate your total calorie intake to lose weight when you want, to maintain your weight when you want, and to gain weight when you want. Understanding that at no point in the journey do you need to eliminate entire food groups. You simply have to understand how the calories from the foods you like to eat add up and learn the skills, tools, and, and strategies to manage those foods in such a way that you don't end up eating fewer or more calories than you need relative to the goal that you have at a season. So calorie counting, why do I think it's effective? Ultimately, I like to equate it to a bank account. Most of the people listening to this are probably paying a mortgage or paying rent. Most of us probably do not get to the first of the month every single month and just hope that there's going to be enough money in the bank to cover the mortgage or the rent. We probably have some sort of a budget throughout the course of the month. We probably understand how much money we're going to make. We probably have a general idea of what our expenses are going to be. And we probably have a general idea of what we need to limit and maximize in order to get to the end of the month and pay our rent or mortgage, among our other bills, the light, the electric, the cable, the car payment, the insurance, et cetera, et cetera. A budget is paramount for a functioning household financially. If you're not operating on a budget within your household, there's a good chance that you're leaving money on the table. There's a good chance that you're struggling every month to get by and maybe even living paycheck to paycheck as a function of not having a budget. But I would imagine if you're listening to this episode, you don't fall into that category. You're probably somebody who understands, generally speaking, where your money's coming from and where it's going every single month. And because of that, you're able to create a stable and hopefully prosperous financial future. Now, what's the analogy here? Well, the analogy is that calorie counting is literally no different. Your body has an energy budget. There's no way around that. We ingest calories, we burn calories, and ultimately, relative to whether we ingest more than we burn or burn more than we ingest, we're going to put on or we're going to lose weight. We're going to go into debt, gaining weight, or we're going to go into a deficit, losing weight. The budget is what really matters here and an awareness of how that budget racks up, of how it adds up as we consume the foods that we consume is ultimately what allows us and gives us the freedom to make the choices that are going to lend themselves to the best possible outcome for us long term. Household budget, calorie budget, they really in many ways are one in the same. And leveraging calorie counting to understand what your budget actually is, to understand in the proverbial sense how you are spending on the foods that you choose to eat, and are you spending in a way that's working for you, or are you spending in such a way that's going to result in you having long-term debt later, i.e. body fat, health issues, inflammatory markers, et cetera, et cetera. Calorie counting, in my experience, has been one of the best mechanisms to learn and really wrap your head around that idea. So do I think that you need to count calories in order to lose weight? No, I already established that. Do I think that counting calories is going to help you lose the weight acutely while simultaneously teaching you the skills that are paramount to keep the weight off later? Yes, I absolutely do. And I can say this from a data-driven perspective, having worked with hundreds of clients, invariably, and I really hate to say this because this is a point I was kind of forced to change my mind on based on data, because you need to remember, I'm somebody that when I started coaching was vehemently against calorie counting. I didn't want to have my clients count their calories. I thought there had to be a better way. And I did help plenty of clients lose weight in the absence of tracking calories. There are other ways. But from the data that I have now, from the hundreds of clients I've coached, I can say pretty much empirically 
Those who are willing to track their calories at least for a few months and really build an acute understanding of how their energy budget adds up, how the calories that they choose to consume add up, and by virtue of that, use that knowledge and information to structure a daily plan, nutritionally speaking, that works for them and their personal health goals, those are the clients who invariably get the best results from a body composition perspective. And I'm not saying that these clients need to track calories for the rest of their life. On the contrary, my opinion is if you really are into this, if you really want to dive into the thick of it and get great results, download a calorie tracking app, spend a couple of weeks understanding what you're eating, understand how those calories add up, allow yourself to figure out what a calorie deficit is. And by the way, a qualified coach should probably be involved in that process and track your calories for a few months. Doesn't have to be forever, but while you're tracking those calories, give yourself the opportunity to understand what you're eating, when you're eating, why you're eating, how much you're eating, because every time you track that calorie, it forces you to ask yourself those questions. Am I eating because I'm in the pantry in the middle of the afternoon searching for something that makes me feel good because I just got off a crappy call and now I have to track that handful of M&Ms I just found and scarfed into my face? Or am I eating because it's 1 p.m. and it's time for lunch and I'm eating the chicken and broccoli and rice and a nice side of toast or whatever that I had prepared for myself? two very different instances of eating, but the tracking process kind of forces you into acknowledging that and taking ownership over it. And from that ownership, you get to learn. You get to learn how to structure a plate. You get to learn the macronutrient distributions that work for you and by virtue of tracking accurately over an extended period of time, become better and more adept at eyeballing it when such a time comes that you don't want to track food anymore, thus allowing you to, again, not only lose the weight, but keep it off long-term because by virtue of building that budget and understanding how your spending racks up, you become a lot more adept at managing your spending even when you're not looking at your budget. And again, I'm leveraging the financial budget versus the calorie counting budget here, but as far as I'm concerned, the two are really one and the same in terms of how they rack up. You're gonna save money or you're gonna create debt. You're gonna lose weight or you're gonna gain weight. It all comes down to how you're managing your budget. And without an understanding of that budget, it can be really challenging. So I'm gonna wrap it up here, but short answer to the question, do I need to track calories to lose weight? No, you absolutely don't. As a coach, do I think that it is one of the most effective modalities to lose the weight and learn the skills it will take to keep it off? Yes, 100%. And that is something that I have truly shifted my thinking on in my years of coaching, because it was not always the case that I thought this way. But in the face of new data, changing your mind does not make you a weak person. It makes you a scientific person who's willing to shift their thinking in the face of data that overwhelmingly supports a different idea. All right, I'll leave you with that. Make it a great week. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please leave a five-star rating. Say nice things in the comment section. Share it with your friends. The only way that this show can grow is if you help me grow. So please put it out there for the world to see, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what we talked about here today, please make sure to subscribe to the show, leave a review, and most importantly, share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy listening. Thanks again.